LifeRadio.fm. It is the Mark and Mag Show and another beautiful day in the neighborhood. Mr. Rogers would be happy. Woohoo! The rest of us are going to end up sick because this is one of those days where the kids <laughs> the kids leave for school dressed like Nanook of the North. Yeah. And if they're anything like Braylon, they get off the bus and start stripping off clothes, man. It's Peeling like, layers. Yeah. I'm kidding. But he gets off the bus, and by the time he's at the top of the driveway, Mark, it's like the guy's down to his underwear. And I'm like, Bray, you got to go inside. Come on. <laughs> what kind of house y'all running over there, Dave? Don't have boys, do you, sir? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really? Uh, yeah, wait till he uses the bathroom, then you'll know. <laughs> wow. Anyway, so, well, no, I mean, it's just it's just weird, you know, how, how it, it's just funny. This is that time of year, though, where it, the weather's going to be nice and warm this afternoon, mm-hmm. but on the way, you're, you know, again, a heavy jacket, gloves, going, oh, it's freezing cold, but it's yeah. going to be close to 70 degrees this afternoon, you know? Yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, it's it's going to be a nice day this afternoon, but this morning, yeah. what, I'm just checking here. Right now, 35 where we are. Yeah. And, well, and there you see, if you're standing out waiting for the bus, 35 is rough. I mean, it's, yeah. <laughs> I, okay. I know we have friends who live in, in places where they actually do have winter. I mean, real winter. Oh, and you're oh, thinking, yeah. you're thinking 35. <laughs> I go out to the mailbox and my boxers at 35. Well, right. we don't do that here because we don't have temperatures, you know, 50 below zero like you do. <laughs> for us, but, 35 is a real cold. Yes, and it's there's just enough winter to respect it, yes. but not so much that you make it a part of your life. Mm-hmm. I mean, it comes in little little bitty doses. Like we'll have mm-hmm. it be really really wintry on a Wednesday, and then by Friday we're sitting out by the pool. You know, yeah. <laughs> but we respect winter. LifeRadio.fm, Mark Mag Show, where. Every now and again, Mark, uh, you'll send a story, and I think, I wonder, I wonder if you actually looked at this mm-hmm. because this. I mean, I'm looking at the headline, thinking this sounds like something you and I would do as a gag. You know, <laughs> <laughs> a driver and passenger both claimed they were kidnapped. Uh-huh. I can see you're driving, and I'm in the back going, nine one one. I've been kidnapped, <laughs> and they got Mark going, I'm a mess. With, I'm messing with Dave. Nine one one. I'm being kidnapped by the guy in the back seat. You know, I it just. <laughs> Well, a car crashed and flipped outside of a Nicholasville, Kentucky Wendy's. Both the driver and the passenger involved claim they were being kidnapped oh. by the other. I want to be crystal clear. Yeah. That was just a joke. Never call 911. No, don't. Just, no. Okay. Uh, I, no. It just hit me all of a sudden that if you're riding to work or, I mean, riding to school right now with mom or grandma, no. No. no don't do, do, not call, no. do not call 911 mm-hmm. unless it's an emergency. Yeah. And then go for it. Don't ask, what's the number for 911? Just dial it. Okay. Yeah, right. Well, Sorry. the way I look at it is at least there was actually an accident and a reason to respond at right. Wendy's so instead of go. getting the order wrong, which is how they get called a lot, you know. Oh, my word. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Officers were called to the Wendy's on Main Street around 2.30 p.m. Monday. Uh, they say the car was not registered to either one of the people, but <laughs> they don't believe the vehicle was stolen. And they don't at this time. Police say the car's passenger ran out with two guns in his hands and tossed them into the bushes because both involved gave conflicting statements. Detectives are still investigating what happened. Wow. <laughs> that that's wrong on every level. Mark, I'm no rocket scientist, but I have a feeling the guy with the two guns was the perp. <laughs> yeah. I think you might be, you might be onto something there, you know, Hey, y'all watch this. <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and mac show and you know mark bob saget uh the cause of death was released yesterday Mm -hmm. and uh boy uh, the way it was reported you know as a shocking you know thing 
Um, I, and I, I was shocked. Were you? That, yeah. That Bob passed away last month after uh, he'd performed a stand-up thing and had, you know, on social media was talking about how great it is to be back on stage. Mm-hmm. You know, he seemed to be in relatively good health. Uh, they didn't find any kind of alcohol or drugs in the hotel room. Nothing. He just dead. Yeah. And uh, there were a lot of questions. And then it took a little time to actually get a cause of death. But yesterday, blunt force trauma. Yeah. I thought maybe there had been a robbery and he got beat up. That mm-hmm. was my first thought when I saw the headline. Yeah. But it turns out that it could have been something as innocuous as a slip and fall in the hotel room. Yeah. And bumped his head. Yeah. Could have happened. Could have leaned and back. When, and, yeah. You'd be leaning back sometimes on, uh, on hotel furniture and wang. Yeah. Oh God. You smack yeah. your head into the, into the headboard on the bed or something like that. Right. Yeah. And then he went to bed and went yeah. to sleep. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, it, the thing is there's still no sign of alcohol or drugs, nothing like that. Right. But you know, it just, all I could think of is what a way to go. I mean, mm. uh, it, uh, it just boggles my mind because you know you just don't picture that happening. I don't no, anyway, but no. and I'm clumsy, so but I'm gonna be honest. I think about stuff like that all the time. <laughs> I bump stuff all the time. Like now, I'm gonna think twice because that's what they always say. If you bump your head, well, don't go to sleep right away. Well, why not? <laughs> now it's just gonna be Bob Saget. That's why. So, but hey, um, you know there were a couple. Of, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm just thinking. I know. I'm, I'm just thinking something freaky, weird, oddball. Nobody would ever think of. That's how you die. You're yeah. stand, you're standing before God. You're, you're at the you're at the pearly gates. Saint Peter says, "So how'd you die?" Well, you're not going to believe it. this. <laughs> Life Radio FM, the Mark and Max Show. Mark, you know, for those who, uh, if you're a, a relatively new listener of the show, and uh, you thought we were making fun of the death of Bob Saget oh, no, a no. little bit ago. No. Yeah, I want to be crystal clear on this. Yeah, you and I both have we we everybody feels differently about how to deal with death. Right. Um, I am not one of the people that you really want to go to when somebody passes. I, mm, I, yeah. I know that. Yeah. I mean, well, it's like everybody is like they die and all of a sudden they sprout angel wings and no matter what they were like and you know mm-hmm. you got the most the horrible people and they die and it's like all of a sudden you you know. Yeah. I get it that family members still love them and all that. Well, but now it's they like, have their wings. Oh, really? No, they don't. They weren't saved. They lived their life like. Yeah. Matter of fact, I think the guy killed sixteen people. Yeah. You know? It's, yeah. No, no. Bob Saget didn't kill sixteen yeah. people. No, no, no. no. It's like, and it's funny that, 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 the same thing occurred to me as soon as we bumped into the music. Yeah. I thought, ah, people are going to think we're kidding about the way he died. You know? And, no. no, no, no. Little it's heads just, up that yeah. if you bump your head at night and you ding it, maybe don't go to sleep right yeah, away. Exactly. And you know what I think about? I think about the Mary Tyler Moore show episode where Chuck, oh, clown, no. Chuckles the Clown no. get, dies. That's what I think mm-hmm. about. Yep. And if you've never seen that, please oh. go to YouTube, look up Mary Tyler Moore and Chuckles the Clown. Yep. And just watch the episode. It's one of the funniest things you'll ever see. And it's all about the way we perceive death. Yeah. It really yeah, is. You, and do you think you need to watch the whole episode, not just the funeral, though? Um, to kind of get an idea, because it's kind of like waiting in yeah. line at Disney where it gives you the whole backstory. Yes, you do. You if, have to watch you, the whole episode. Yeah. Yeah. Because the way Mary is during the episode actually mm-hmm. is why, what to me, what makes it really funny at the mm-hmm. end. Yep. Yeah. All right. So now, well, okay, I'm really living it. Yeah, see, uh, I'm not going to explain it to you. not going to tell you the story. You just have yep. to, That's your homework today. You have to <laughs> go watch Chuckles the Clown, the Mary Tyler Moore Show. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac Show. And, 
You know, quick heads up. Uh, first of all, thank you for joining us. Yeah. Uh, we have watched a uh, huge growth in the number of people listening online. So, you know, thank you for that. Thank you for sharing uh, liferadio.fm. Um, also, on our the main website for the whole parent company is liferadio.fm. And right in the middle, there is a daily Bible reading. Uh, I used to refer to it as a daily Bible study, but it, it really is a uh, reading the Bible in a year. And it's one of those things where if you've ever tried, you know, where you start at Genesis and just start reading right through to through Revelation. Yeah. Uh, there are parts of the Bible that can be um, challenging. Kind of like, yeah, there you go. Thank you. <laughs> kind of like studying for a midterm, you know. And, oh, gosh, yes. Uh, and so the way it's broken out and is told, it, it does things in such a way that uh, the stories are in order. And, and it actually it has helped me understand things. Uh, at different levels. So you can join us. You can pick up today, February 10th. You can go back to the beginning, whatever you want to do. Yeah. But read the Bible in a year, you can join us and have some fun with that. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the ranch, right. people actually, you know, when we were kids growing up, Woodsy the Owl, give a hoot, don't pollute, was a big deal. <laughs> we had commercials, PSAs with the Indian standing or the Native American standing on the side of the road looking at the beauty and all of a sudden these kids drive by and throw a trash can bag at him and a little tear runs down his cheek. I mean, yeah. There's some pretty serious stuff about, you know, give a who don't pollute. Right. Now, people just throw their trash everywhere and claim they're doing uh, a message in a bottle. I'm sharing ashes, whatever it is. Bottom line, you can call it ashes all you want. Yeah. But it, if it's only ashes of a dead person that you loved, to me, it's dirt. Mm, yeah. Well, a Florida kayaker said he picked up uh, what he first thought was trash in the water. And soon he discovered it was a message in a bottle. And also in that bottle, somebody's cremains. <laughs> Jeff Zimmerman of Cape Coral said he and some friends were kayaking on Sunday in Four Mile Cove when he spotted the object in the water. He says it was just kind of intertwined with the mangroves, kind of looked like junk. He said a, a closer examination revealed the floating bottle entangled with a happy birthday balloon contained a written message and somebody's ashes um he says immediately we realized that this is someone's internment vessel the author of the message inside the bottle wrote that the ashes were the cremains of a deceased brother whose birthday would have been february 5th the author's note says if you receive this bottle please throw him back in the water <laughs> i know Come on now. Zimmerman said he decided not to immediately throw the bottle back into the water because it was poorly sealed and starting to leak. The kayaker said he's now hoping to get in touch with the deceased man's family to help them find a more permanent vessel for their beloved relative's remains. Uh, he says, Belo wait a minute, beloved? Yeah. Just throw it back. <laughs> he says, your brother went on a kayaking trip with us. He went with a couple of guys from Cape Coral, and we'd like to preserve this and let other people adventure with him. <laughs> wow, weekend at Bernie's part 17. Holy cow. Life radio.fm, Mark and Mac show. And hey, Mark, just very, very quickly, a little bit ago, we were talking about the message in a bottle and cremains and all that. Yeah. Um, if you have uh, uh, ever, um, let me back up. Yeah. When my mom passed away, uh, my stepfather had her cremated. I don't object to that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, you and I've talked about it. Everybody's different on how they see, um, what happens after they're gone. Um, if you want to have a, a big pit with your body in the ground, good for you. Yeah. I got a problem with that. 
it's just, I don't care about me, you know? But anyway, he had my mom cremated and, um, we did a ceremony out on Ocracoke Island, North Carolina. It's 20, a little Island, 27 miles off the coast. Uh, I've, that's where my family's from my mom on my mom's side. Anyway, came to the part of the service where we're going to, you know, uh, spread her ashes. So they say, and I was shocked because I'd never actually taken a close look at cremains mm. and uh, they are not billowy dusty sand. No, um, it's a lot different and, uh, I'm going to leave it at that because if you have a loved one and that's been their choice and they don't want to be, you know, in a chock full of nuts can over the fireplace, but you know, they want you to spread them somewhere, you know, I just want you to be aware chock full that of nuts, you know, well, <laughs> You know what I mean? I do. I just, I just don't want you to be shocked like I was. It took me a little while to get over that. It, it really bothered me because I didn't know what to expect. Nobody tells you. And so anyway, I, and I, I still want to have laws changed so that I, when I die, can be stuffed and put in the corner and either used as a lamp or a coat rack. I don't understand why right. I can't record stuff from my voice box and have it motion activated. So when somebody walks by, they hear me going, Hey man, that's my fork. You know, mm-hmm. anything. I mean, pass me the roll. And bottom line is you're not there anymore. You know, right. You're just not, it's just, it's like, what do we do with uh what do we do with grandpa's old used car that nobody's ever going to buy? Well, I mean, it's your decision, you know, right. <laughs> it really is, but blow it up. Yeah. Do what you want with Drive. it. I mean, well, he, the way I, I kind of look at it the same way you do. I mean, yeah. Uh, wh- I don't, <gasps> don't I spend, thought. don't spend Mark, all that money on an expensive funeral for me. You know, here's what you do. Yeah. You take, when I die, take my body, go stick it in a freezer for a couple of days. And then. <laughs> We're going on a winter trip to Tahoe and use me as a sled. Put the rope around my mouth, you know. There you go. And ride and take pictures, you know, for so ride and pop all down the black diamond. There you go. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And, you know, off air, Mark and I were talking about just TV show stuff, just, yeah. you know, for fun. And uh, can you imagine? There are certain huge television programs that are era specific like the 70s 80s whatever yeah that i've never i never watched when they were on you know um i think like in the 70s you know i've never watched an episode of barney miller really heard it's one of the greatest ever written yeah never saw it it really is and uh, i never saw dallas that tv show not one yeah you know we had who shot jr i'm Mm -hmm. looking where's the beef you know (laughs) i don't know (laughs) who is jr (laughs) yes yeah yeah and uh Anyway, are, have there been any, is there, are there shows like that? Like, did you watch Friends or, you know, well, I, things actually, like that over the years? Um, I, w- I would say that Friends for m- just me personally, Friends was a, a, a rerun thing. I caught them in reruns and, right. and that's when I caught on to them. Oh, I understand why everybody loves this show so much now. Okay. You know, because I, I yeah, really, haircuts. yeah, I didn't get into it when they were, when it was actually doing its run, you know? Right. But, uh, hmm, but yeah. Uh, and you're talking about Jay, uh, you know, Dallas. I never saw yeah. an episode of Dallas either. Wow. Yeah. But Barney Miller, we used to watch that every week. Let's see Barney Did Miller. You? Yeah. And then there was a uh, Frazier, the spinoff from cheers. Yeah. We watched, I yeah. mean, because the characters were just incredible and the writing right. was so funny. And I tried to watch an episode of that yesterday afternoon. Right. And I'm like, I, 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 no, I can't, you know, I just, really? Yeah. It just, it just didn't work well today huh. you know really didn't hold up sometimes sometimes they don't sometimes wow. they do sometimes they don't i've seen a few episodes where i've just sat and i've seen them uh, several times and i laughed just as hard as i right. did the first time but the one yesterday i'm like mm, you're losing <laughs> me you're losing me okay i'm going back to youtube 
you know, Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> How funny! But been I've been on the Big Bang Theory, uh, theory Big Bang Theory, Big Bang wow. Theory binge here lately, where it's just right. when we were in Orlando, we get get back to uh, the the hotel after you know massacring our feet all day long, and we're sitting there, we're sitting there relaxing and looking and because of our viewing habits we don't watch anything live anymore we watch stuff off the dvr you recorded yeah. stuff we watch things off youtube things like that we're sitting there in a place where we don't have those options at all you know right all you have is the tv sitting on the cabinet there that's what you got and whatever's on tv is what you get to choose from and uh, i stumbled into uh, the uh, big bang theory episodes and started watching those again and got hooked again and, ah. and so now we you know, I get to a certain point in the evening and just like, all right, well, Big Bang's on. Let's go watch that. You know? <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, I understand funny it. stuff. Yep. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And, you know, a little bit ago when we were talking about TV shows. Yeah. You know, the reason I went down that rabbit hole, I just got to tell you is the headline of a story you sent me. Mm-hmm. And the first word was friends. Oh, yeah. And my thing, uh, yeah, because my girls, Haley and uh, Hannah loved friends. They right, just, yeah. you know, that was their show. And, um, and even though I'm very familiar with all, you know, the show and the concept and all that, it wasn't my show. Right, you know, yeah. I, I didn't watch it because they were 20 somethings and didn't have kids. And mm-hmm. I couldn't relate to that life, you know, right, yeah. that they were living. Anyway, so when I saw this article, I always thought it was, and I thought, oh, is it another reunion? <laughs> no, no, it, but it's, it, it's it's three <laughs> three guys who've uh, who have an interesting hobby together. They've attended every Super Bowl, wow, every one, and they're hoping for a, a memorable contest this year because it's probably going to be their last one to the big game as a group. Wow, the three men are all in their eighties now. They've attended every game since the first. AFL-NFL World Championship game was held 55 years ago, about seven wow. miles from this year's venue, SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California. They're meeting at the game once again this year, but future meetings are in question. Don Crisman, he's a main resident and the oldest of the group at 85, said this is his last game. Gregory Eaton, he's 82, from Michigan, wants to keep attending, but said his health concerns could get in the way. Even Tom Henschel, a football fanatic who spends the cold months in Florida, said Super Bowl, this, this Super Bowl uh, in 2026, when, in 2026 figures to be his last. Um, the far-flung friends use the Super Bowl to meet up, spend time together, and reminisce. But in recent years, they've come to grips with the fact that it's going to have to come to an end one day. That's what 80-year-old Henschel says. He says, I still think I have a few years left. I'm going to try to make it to 60, but old man age is catching up with all of us. You know, this reminds me of the Doolittle Raiders, you know, when they would get together every year and toast, and it was like they would would turn over however many guys had died that the previous year, Mm -hmm. and pretty soon I think one guy showed up and looked around and went, hey, where's the bartender? You know, and everybody (laughs) was gone. Anyway. (laughs) Well, um... Christmas. How do these guys afford to go? I yeah, mean, that's what I want to know. I mean, these things are way expensive. Yeah, the tickets are outlandish, not to mention the travel expenses and all that stuff. Yeah. Wow. Christmas. Wow. Yeah. No, I just, I, I'm just sitting there looking at this going, you think the NFL might just comp them with you, right? Yeah, you would think so. But 
who knows with them anymore. Christmas and Hanschel, uh, Chrisman and Hanschel first met at the 1983 Super Bowl. Eaton met them decades later in the mid 2010s. Their little club of fans, uh, the little, their small club of fans who've been to every Super Bowl has dwindled over the years as other members have aged and passed on. So it is kind of like Doolittle's Raiders. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're all passing away. This year's game has special significance for the fans because they'll be able to sit together again. Uh, this was their common practice uh, until COVID tore them apart. They were several years of, uh, of separate, separated by several rows at last year's Super Bowl in Tampa, Florida because of COVID-19. Uh, attendance at last year's game was also limited to 22,000. Eaton said the fans are looking forward to a more traditional big crowd at the Super Bowl this year. He's, he's going to be cheering for uh, the Rams because he feels uh, seeing the Rams quarterback Matt Stafford win a Super Bowl is the closest he'll get to seeing his beloved Detroit Lions win the big one. <laughs> that's funny that is funny isn't it? Uh, stafford played for the lions for more than a decade before finding stardom and success in la eaton says we just love football uh, he says he shelled out about 2500 bucks for his ticket that's about 400 times more than the cheap seats cost back in 67 wow chrisman a patriots fan said he's moving slower but i i guess that's better than the alternative as he gets ready for his last super bowl the friends plan to meet up uh, today in Los Angeles. You know, the very first Super Bowl market, I'm going to have to go look this up later on. Um, it They didn't have to pay rights for it. Um, mm. It was like, it was on two or three different channels. Networks covered it. Mm. Uh, because, well, you, you know, we look at it, you know, from a historical standpoint, looking back. But at the time, you know, the NFL was the league. And then you had the AFL, which was the upstart league. And, mm -hmm. you know, they had different styles and things like that of how they played. And uh, a lot of people, you know, didn't think this upstart league was going to make it. Yeah. And when they forced, you know, the uh, the game, the Super Bowl, it really was one league against the other. Hmm. And so if I'm not mistaken, like I said, I'll have to look it up later. But you know me, I'm lazy, so yeah. probably won't. <laughs> anyway, I think like I think ABC and CBS both carried the game wow. live. And uh, anyway, so just kind of fascinating how you look back at, you know, like I, and it was like, what, somebody's kid? Mm -hmm. you know, when they're trying to come up with, you know, they had the cotton bowl, the sugar bowl and all that. And they're like, well, we don't have a bowl game for the pros. And, uh, the little girl, you know, sitting at the table told her dad, well, you ought to call it the cereal bowl. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, well, you're on to something. We'll call it the super bowl. Ooh. The Mark and Mac show. liferadio.fm the mark and mac show thank you for joining us today we do appreciate it if you if you have a chance you know just social media hey listening to liferadio.fm yeah. all you got to do that simple would be very cool um couple of you know we talked earlier mark about the passing of uh bob saget you know mm, and yeah. the announcement yesterday uh and it's shocking you know uh, the way that he passed and uh man but a couple other uh death to report, I guess, mm -hmm. uh, Rudy Abbott, Rudy Abbott was a baseball coach at uh, JSU for many, many, many years and influenced, I mean, thousands of ball players, not just on the field, but off. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, in particular, our buddy, Scott Jones, uh, Todd Jones. Oh yeah. Uh, God. you know, Todd, uh, actually went to JSU and, uh, Rudy was the pitching coach. Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, when you look at a man's career, uh, Todd could throw the ball a hundred miles an hour, but, mm. uh, he didn't always know where it was going to go. <laughs> I mean, and, you know, but, uh, Rudy actually, you know, 
you look at the string of successes Rudy Habit Rudy Abbott had over the years as a coach, mm. and uh, it's a pretty phenomenal. But uh, more importantly, he was a good man. Yeah, and uh, people truly love that man. And uh, I had the privilege of knowing Rudy, and I call it a privilege because he was what people thought he was. Yeah, and, and a good guy, you know. But also the uh, passing of Jeremy Giambi. Uh, you know, earlier today, Mark, off the air, I asked you if you ever saw the movie Moneyball. Yes. And uh, Jeremy Giambi is part of that movie uh, because he was part of the Oakland Athletics. Now, in the movie, they didn't necessarily get things accurate uh, with regard to Jeremy and his brother, Jason. Mm -hmm. uh, Jason Giambi was, you know, all-star. People thought he was a future Hall of Famer, uh, but kind of got caught up in the steroid era. But uh, his brother, Jeremy, he did play Major League Baseball for several years, but he was never an all-star kind of thing, you know. Mm. Uh, biggest thing he had was the name. But anyway, uh, Jeremy Giambi passed away. Mm. And at the age of, I think, 46. Wow. Um, yeah, 47. Uh, it, it was suicide. Oh. And uh, so, um, you know, I, I throw that out there not to be flippant by any stretch. But every time somebody commits suicide and we read about it, there will be links to the suicide hotline mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, all I know is that people are hurting and we don't know. Right. And far too often we don't engage, you know? Yeah. And true. it's like there are people who don't have anybody to talk to. There are people who really are having a bad time. And mm -hmm. uh, I don't, I didn't know Jeremy. I never met him. Um, and I, I don't know his situation in life that led him to that. But mm. just, I guess, be mindful. You know, when Rudy Abbott passed away, he was older. Um, and, you know, people had a chance to, you know, celebrate his life. And here we got Jeremy Giambi who passes away at the age of 47 at his own hand. And I'm just, you know, thinking, wow. Mm -hmm. uh, it, make, it does make you start thinking about people in your life, you know, and how close you really are. I think I, I think people are extremely uncomfortable with the prospect of talking with someone who could be suicidal <clears throat> just because they're thinking, well, 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 I don't know what I could do. What can I do? I mean, I, you feel completely and totally underqualified. Right. You know? Yep. And it just makes me think this story just popped up in the last 24 hours about a guy who spotted somebody who was going to jump from a bridge mm -hmm. and he, he, he just throws his arms open wide and walks towards a guy and says, Hey, Hey buddy, I love you. Let me, let's, let's talk. Wow. He just, and he saved the kid from, from jumping to his death. Really? Just because he was willing to set everything aside and open himself up and talk to the guy. Wow. And who knows, I didn't know that. who knows what you could do just by being available. You may feel completely underqualified to deal with the situation, but they just may need somebody to unload on. Right. And to realize it's not as bad as they think it is. And everything isn't closing in on them. And this isn't the only solution. Right. You know, that just may be all they need. You, know, you, you made a very important comment talking about feeling inadequate. Mm -hmm. And many times we, as, as humans, we feel inadequate to try to help, but you know, sometimes you don't have to help. You yeah. just have to be there. Yep. Well, anyway, so Bob Saget died from blunt force trauma to the head because he fell in his hotel room. Mm. Uh, Rudy Abbott passed away, uh, in his eighties and, uh, Jeremy Giambi passed away at the age of 47.
liferadio.fm, the Mark and Max show. Beautiful day in the neighborhood, a cold start, warm up nice. There you go. Yeah. Um, you know, there is a whole, well, let me just jump into this. Mark sends me a, a story yesterday <laughs> that says UFO enthusiast. I stopped right there. Yes. Because I know that several things are going to happen and all of them are going to be a huge distraction. And if I go down this rabbit hole, I might not be back till tomorrow kind of thing. You know? <laughs> this could be the rest of the show folks. Just yeah. a heads up. <laughs> so here you go. An extraterrestrial enthusiast claims to have spotted a UFO hovering above the earth when he was analyzing an old picture from NASA. This guy named Tyler, he hosts, uh, he posts under Secure Team 10, that's his name on YouTube, took a closer look into a photo taken by astronauts back during the 1960s. The crew of three astronauts were sent into orbit to perform an engineering test of the first crewed lunar module. They all took photos of the crew members doing spacewalks while showing the spectacular view of the Earth from space. But when Tyler takes a closer look into one of these images, a strange black triangular object appears to be floating close to our planet in the distance. Speaking on the video, he says, This is a photo snapped by one of the astronauts doing spacewalks before coming safely back down to Earth. In one of the photos they took thousands and thousands of miles away from Earth, a dark triangular craft seen above Earth in shuttle missions that happened many decades later. This was discovered to be lurking among these clouds all the way back in the 60s when this photo was taken. He then zooms in further to take a closer look at the mysterious object. He continues, it's still hard to see, but when we go all the way in, we get yet another dark triangle UFO. Seems to be at an angle as if it's flying right above the clouds, right at the line where the Earth atmosphere meets space. Almost like it's orbiting the Earth along with the astronauts who, who are likely... Uh, who's likely, when snapping this photo, had no idea that this mysterious black triangular, uh, what this uh, was, this triangular object was. Um, subscribers to his channel claimed his findings were on the video were solid proof that UFOs ah. do exist. One of them said, incredible, that photo taken from space all those years back, catching that triangle is solid proof for me. Oh, yeah. That was, uh, I've got solid proof of Sasquatch and, yeah. uh, and many other things for you, buddy. I'm telling you, that is not a zipper on the back of that Bigfoot outfit. He's wearing a necklace, Mark. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Max show. And I just, hey, a quick heads up, Mark. I sent you an email. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> UFOs discovered in uh, historical paintings. There you go. When you That's tell me you sent me an email, I usually. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh. I what actually, you, you know, what's funny is I have seen a bunch of these, the historical oh, yeah. painting things with the UFOs in mm -hmm. them. Sure. I've seen a bunch of them. I, I used to watch. Yeah, they're out there. You know, what's funny. I used to watch these, all of these, all the stuff that's on the History Channel now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> which you should oh. <laughs> you should stop and think about the history channel yeah. if they're doing ufo programs and oh, really buddy. can you trust them about anything else they talk about well, um, mark we mock what we don't understand mark. yes and we enjoy it but uh <laughs> i've watched so much of this stuff and then you see them re you know repackaged on the history channel in shows that you're supposed to take seriously because I it's know. on the history channel <laughs> That drives me crazy because I feel like I can watch this and not feel like a moron, but now I feel worse. Yeah. 
They sucked me in. Yeah. That was not a <laughs> UFO funny. above the grassy knoll, Mark. I know it wasn't. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. <laughs> Sorry. You know. Dave starts humming something. Right before, you, right before we open the yeah. mics, he starts humming something. And lo and behold, I actually have it in my buttons. <laughs> oh, my. oh, man. That was the banana split, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what a show, huh? Oh, that was man. Just crazy. Oh, I tried watching that yeah. with Braylon the other day because you can see him on YouTube, you know. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, it, it did not interest him. <laughs> yeah. Why, why is it why is the video square papa right <laughs> why is, is it all blurry uh-huh <laughs> why are the lips not moving <laughs> oh. Oh, oh buddy, that's another one boy nowadays but okay for those of you who are oh. uninformed the banana splits was a oh yeah was a, a essentially it was a cartoon show hosted by a bunch of guys in big furry costumes that's pretty yeah. much what it was and um these guys in these furry costumes would get into bizarre, weird, stupid situations that little kids thought were extremely funny. Right, and they would pitch to cartoons and like they, Johnny Quest yes, or whatever. Yes, exactly. So it was it was kind of a cartoon show, but they were right. the hosts. And nowadays, they had a rock band too, like the Monkees. Yes, they did, yes. But nowadays, when you see guys done up in costumes like that, oh. the mouths move, the eyes move, all right. this other stuff. And you're at Comic-Con. Uh, yes, you are. Yeah. And they've been made at home in the basement right. at mom's house. But yeah. but uh, yeah. but these guys, I mean, it's all just, there's dialogue going on and the mouths aren't moving. And they, yeah. it's just, it's, it's really sad to look back. And that was in my head for some reason. I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> all right. It, it couldn't have been anything else like. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Baby, if you never wondered, yeah, KRP. Oh, yeah. WKRP wow. Cincinnati. Couldn't have been that, no. Wow. No, couldn't have been humming that or. <laughs> the monsters. Yep. <laughs> or. Oh, wow. <laughs> Match game, yeah. <laughs> and Gene Rayburn in that long microphone. I'm telling you, wow, what a weird microphone. <laughs> we got to get Gene, we got to get Gene a mic because he can't lift his hand above his belt buckle. You know, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you watch those shows, you know, from back in the seventies uh, and uh, the game shows, and it was like, you know, there were people who were celebrities from being on the game shows. Mm, yeah, that I didn't remember them. They're having a career before then, and. Yeah. When you look at it, it that would be kind of like Brett Summers yes. on Match Game is uh -huh. kind of like any Kardashian, you know? <laughs> they're they're famous for being famous. It's like <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> but I don't want to see Brett Summers wearing one of their bikinis. No, no, thank you very much. Let's see what else we got. Oh, the A team, the A team. Yep, ding, wow. you win. Never yeah. saw an episode of that. Really. Yeah, uh, let's one. see if I can summarize for you. Somebody has trouble. Somebody has trouble. They call on the A team to help help them out because they're being victimized in some way. The A team shows up uh, in uh, Mr. T's van, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, they they go squirreling around corners and screeching tires and shooting guns, and nobody ever dies. I mean, wow, <laughs> it's good show. That's pretty much it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> 
The Simpsons. Yep. Yeah. That one explains itself right away. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. All right. Yeah. So it's the Mark and Mag show, and we're lost. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, Mark and Mac show at, hey, daily podcast. I forgot to mention it. I oh, apologize. Yeah. Every day. You can go and uh, check that out. You know, it's so funny. When we first uh, were launching uh, the Mark and Mac show on Life Radio, uh, one of the very first uh, questions we got, podcast, you guys going to do it? Like, yep. So there you go. Yep. Every day. Bless your heart. <laughs> Woman's fury as husband prioritizes uh I, I'm looking at this going, wait a minute, woman's fury as husband, dot, dot, dot. There doesn't have to be anything. No, after there that. doesn't have to be anything after that, does there? No, no. <laughs> woman's mad. The husband did something. Yeah. Well, for most dads, I think we understand this missing out mm-hmm. on the moment your baby's born. That's, oh, yeah. that's devastating. I mean, Ooh, if you're not no there, buddy. if you're not there for the rest of your life in every argument, it's coming up. It really is. Oh, it's but one mom to be on Reddit has been left furious with her hubby because he seems to have other priorities that clash with the impending arrival of their baby, and he's not willing to compromise. Sharing her story anonymously, probably a good thing. The 25-year-old pregnant woman revealed she's due to give birth in March on the exact day that The Batman, this new movie, is due to hit theaters. And her 28-year-old husband is determined to see Robert Pattinson in action as Bruce Wayne and his crime-fighting alter ego on that same day. She says, Mm -hmm. my husband and I are expecting a baby. As you know, you may know, there's a new Batman movie releasing in early March. My husband is a big fan of that kind of stuff and wants to see it on opening day. The issue is that our estimated due date is exactly on that day. I know that only a fraction of babies are actually born on the exact due date, but I have a feeling I may be one of those cases. According to her husband, she has no choice but to see the Matt Reeves uh, film on opening day because otherwise he opens himself up to potential spoilers. (laughs) No, no, no. Mm -hmm. Don't tell me. Don't. I haven't seen it. Don't tell me. The man also accused his wife of being irrational and emotional because of her pregnancy when she expressed that she was upset at the possibility of him missing the birth of their child. She adds, he says it's important to see the movie on the first day because of spoilers. He said that even if I end up having the baby that day while he's watching the movie, at worst, he'd arrive a few hours late, which he says is not such a big deal. Wow. (laughs) They have not been married long. No. (laughs) And this guy is, A, really not prepared to have a child. No, no. B, better go ahead and get an attorney on retainer now. <laughs> I mean, holy moly, really, dude? I, uh, You know what's missing from this story? Are they living in his parents' basement? liferadio.fm the market mag show and you know uh, we have spent a lot of time over the last couple of weeks talking about disney and uh, orlando you know mm-hmm. because you know you guys went you and jane you know had a trip there and it is one of those things where um, as a family doing a trip to disney in orlando or or any other theme park okay it, it's a good thing to do as a family yeah requires a lot of preparation these <laughs> things aren't cheap and you know yeah, yeah. but a lot of times people will say, well, 
why would I go there when I can go to Six Flags or whatever? And <laughs> I'm not knocking any of them. They all have, you know, a purpose. Yeah. Entertainment-wise. It's just there is a difference. and uh, Big difference, you, yeah. Yeah, big. And anyway, whenever I see a story about Six Flags or, or, you know, whatever, I'm thinking there really is. And I'm not, we're not plugging Disney. It's not like we own stock. But right. you have parks and then you have Disney. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really is that different and uh, i encourage you to do it because it really is can and can be a lot of fun you just have to really plan ahead of time yeah because these places are pretty amazing now six flags (laughs) different okay it is yeah it's kind of focused on if you if you are focused on the rides roller coasters and such six flags is your thing i mean just ride 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 that's it like eat when we went there last year, I think, um, because of COVID, we couldn't even get out of the heat by going into one of the shows, man. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, last on. time we went, I, oh, wow. The last time we went was well before knee surgery. Right. Right. So I'm looking for benches. That's my thing. Oh. Like, I know where <laughs> every bench in the park is. Right. I'm looking for places <laughs> I can get off my knees, yeah. you know. <laughs> Oddly enough, I see that on every 600 pound show, you know. Yes. Like, yes. Right. Thank you for caring. Right. Yeah. And, but uh, and one of those roller coasters, I mean, why is it uh, the Dixie something or it's it's the small wooden roller coaster towards the front of the park, not the big mm-hmm. one, not the screen machine, yeah. the little one towards the front of the Six Flags over Georgia, and it beat us both to death. And we agreed, we got off of that one and said, "Okay, let's go to the car. We're out of here. <laughs> we're too old for this now. It's over." But there are Six Flags Six Flags parks, not just in Georgia; they're all over the country because they, you know, it's it's all yeah. this company has these parks and they named all Six Flags. And they came up with yeah, these different nations that were at one point or another had their flags planted in that state. And so there's Six Flags parks everywhere. And this one in California called Six Flags Magic Mountain, they have now put in a an artificial intelligence-driven security guard robot. Okay, I got to stop you for just a minute because Magic Mountain used mm-hmm. to be a stand. It was not as when it first was right. opened. It right. was Magic Mountain. I right. went there as a kid. Yeah, um, It actually is the theme park featured in the first vacation movie well the parking lot is yeah well yeah and uh when when they actually you know the thing is is like the uh the the roller coaster that they're getting off yes, of at yeah, the end yeah that is in that park because i rode that roller coaster sorry folks parks closed moose up yeah i should have told you right <laughs> and if you want to have a little bit of fun and you're watching that movie um look at rusty the size of rusty all the way through the movie and then go back to the ending and what had happened is they had to reshoot it because it didn't test well and uh anthony michael hall had gone through a uh, growing spurt spurt, yeah yeah so anyway i digress so back to six flags right so they're they've got this artificial intelligence driven security guard uh robot uh it's it's soon going to be patrolling six flags magic mountain and the surrounding parking lots in search of um, scoff laws and rule breakers. And nobody's going to confuse this robot with RoboCop, though. This new robot named Romeo is a security oh, come robot. come on. You yes. couldn't name him Sheldon. What's wrong with Romeo you? Romeo the robot will start patrolling Magic Mountain in this sometime during this week, according to Six mm-hmm. Flags officials. Romeo will operate in the Magic Mountain parking lot during park operations and in the amusement park itself after operating hours. Um the uh, autonomous robot, which can go, can reach speeds of 12 miles an hour, will serve as a mobile version of Magic Mountain's current stationary closed-circuit television security cameras, just like the pole and building-mounted security cameras. Romeo will be 
able to identify trespassers just in the restricted areas of the uh, Valencia amusement park. Romeo won't directly respond to infractions, but the, he, the bot can uh, notify its human counterparts of trespassers in secure areas. So basically what this guy, what this is, is a security camera on wheels. Is pretty much what it is. <laughs> it does have a 21 inch touch screen on the front and can provide maps and wait times and other information to guests if they want it. But when you boil it down, it's really mm. just a security camera wow. on wheels. I'm digging the name <laughs> and how they spell it. Yeah. It's a R O A M as in roaming. R O A M E O is the name. Romeo. So he, Rome, roams, he roams around. Yes. There you go. <laughs> Yikes. That's very creative. Who came up with that? There was a meeting. Somebody said, oh, we love that. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show, where every now and again, when you send me a story, Mark, my first thought is, I don't believe it because they don't exist. Okay? Okay. Eight-year-old author's book becomes a hit at the Idaho Library. Uh-huh. I didn't know we had libraries anymore. <laughs> I didn't know they made books. <laughs> And, you know, I mean, come on. I know we have libraries because I pass one, by one um, a couple of times a month. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and it's wow. still there. There's not many cars in the parking lot, but yeah. it's still there. <laughs> I, I Every time we have a library story, it's because some city official decided to bring in, you know, a dude that lives life dressed as a woman. And, oh, you know, yeah. and they're yeah. reading yeah. some story time to six year olds right. to really yeah. mess with them. Yeah. That's the only time. Yeah, anyway, so much, yeah. an eight-year-old author. I'm pretty yeah. excited about that. Uh-huh. An Idaho library says a book written and illustrated by an eight-year-old boy who personally placed it on the facility's shelves now has a waiting list of 135 people hoping to check it out. <laughs> Alex and Susan Helbick of Boise said their son, Dylan, he's eight, announced to the family in November that he had written a book and secretly placed it in the stacks at Lake Hazel Branch of the Ada Community Library. Wow. She, uh, Alex uh, says uh, he told CNN he put the sh- the book together in like four days with him putting it in the library. We weren't surprised he did anything like that. <laughs> the parents said Dylan often writes five to ten page comic books, but they were surprised to learn he'd completed an 88 page tome titled The Adventures of Dylan Helbig's Christmas, spelled C-R-I-S-M-I-S, <laughs> with the author credited as Dylan himself. Susan Elbig said she wanted to see her son's work, so she called the library. Quote, after Dylan told me he'd put his book at the library, I'd called to see if we could uh, retrieve it, thinking it was in the lost and found. They did find the book. They loved the content of it. They loved the book itself. Librarian Paige Beach, who was the one who found Dylan's book, said the library staff decided it was too good for the lost and found, so they added it to the facility's catalog. She says, I thought it was very cute. I was struck by how much effort went into it. I definitely thought we should do something special with it and not just hand it back to him. It was very well done and deserves some recognition. The library made Dylan the first recipient of the Houdini Award for the Best Young Novelist. The boy's parents were the first to check the book out, which follows Dylan's adventures as he deals with an exploding Christmas tree topper and travels in time to events, including the first Thanksgiving. Librarian said the book has become such a success that there is now a waiting list of 135 library card holders waiting to check it out. Um, Beach says, we've been fielding a lot of calls from publishers. I'm not sure if their family has decided on anyone in particular, but there are a lot of calls and offers to get it published. Dylan said he's now hard at work on his next book, 
an update of a previous comic he made about a closet that eats jackets. <laughs> he told NPR, it's based on actual events. Every time I get to recess, I open the closet and my jacket's gone. <laughs> wow. Okay, this kid wins, man. Yeah. <laughs> radio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. <laughs> right before we go on to open the mic, Mark goes, he has Rose and Jack. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> you I was, know, I was telling Dave about the movie Timmy Trouble. If you haven't seen it, if you have Disney Plus, look it up. It's worth it. Okay. Yeah. When uh, <laughs> you and I were, we talked a lot about theme parks and things like that over the last couple of weeks, mm-hmm. just, you know, top of mind. I mean, Mark and Jane went to Disney for a week and you know, it's one of those things that when you're younger, um, okay. When I was younger, <laughs> I didn't, you know, and I'm talking about, you know, when you've got a young family and things like that, it's like, I didn't take things for granted, but there were times where I should have been more engaged, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And looking back on it now, I, I want to encourage people to, you know, take the time and go do these things together and really kind of unplug from your, you know, instead of a dad always thinking about the cost, the time, you know, the, the actual nuts and bolts of an event of a, of an excursion, instead of doing that, plan all that ahead of time, know Mm -hmm. what your budget is, stay on budget, but have a good time. Yeah. I think that's the, that's the best thing. And that's why I, I find it valuable to find out what you and Jane did when you were at Disney, because yeah. you had a lot of things going on. You went at a time where you thought it was going to be, you know, very laid back, you mm-hmm. know, the, not a lot of people. And that yeah. turned out not to be true. Typically, and the weather didn't yeah, cooperate. Typically January is a dead month for Disney. But yeah. the bottom line is, you know, that in our world where we look at every opportunity to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with the lost and dying world, there are times where we, as a family, just need to have fun. And uh, I remember when, back in the day, when they would, uh, they being Disney, would be blamed for gay days. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Uh, at, at Disney parks where yeah. different groups from around the country would meet up and they'd wear T-shirts the same color identifying they were part right. of some you know group. And you and I caught grief because we were trying to point out, hey, guys, Disney didn't sanction this, right? It's just something, you know, other people organized and they're using Disney as the place, just like a family reunion or class reunion, you know, at Disney, which happens all the time. Yeah. But we were kind of pointing out, it's like, Hey man, if you want to share the gospel, the people are wearing the pink shirts, you know, (laughs) it's a target rich environment. It really is, you know, (laughs) but anyway, it's just, I, I think, you know, being that having my kids and all that, uh, sometimes I was not always present in the moment I was thinking about other things yeah. and, uh, and I regret some of that. I wish yeah. I had been more in the moment, you know, yeah. life. I got you. <laughs> I'm with you. I need therapy. <laughs> <laughs> I need help. <laughs> Begin your day with a smile. The Mark and Mac show weekday mornings only on life radio.fm.